Kids at Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about Chapter 8 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, The Hearing. So today we are officially on video. This is our second time recording the intro because the first time it didn't work. And that's okay. error. We had an error. So yeah, so I this is a makeshift set. Don't be super startled if next episode or like in the episodes to come, the set drastically changes. Um, this is just like a wall in my room where the lighting is kind of good because the window is on the opposite side. And so I just kind of grabbed a bunch of things that I had in my room and that Vaughn had that were Harry Potter and I just set them up on this little cart I have that I that has that like normally has a bunch of books in it. So I have our OG, I think this is our OG Harry Potter book. I think this is, is our that? first one. That's it fine. might be an, you stole I know. it. It might be a new version, actually. I don't I don't know if that's like the OG first Harry Potter book we ever bought, but it's it's definitely the first book. I know that. It's not the first I think I've had that one for a while. Like, like Jacob had read it and then You think so? Then I had it and oh, okay. my, yeah. And then we have chocolate frog box got it from universal our owl or my owl that i just kind of keep on a shelf in my room and then our candle my candle it's like my favorite candle in the whole world it smells so good um and then hagrid you can see it hagrid is supposed to be holding a pink umbrella but the pink umbrella fell out of his hand and into a box and i have not gone into the box to find it yet because it's just kind of a box of junk i have in my room so like there's just this random cardboard box. It looks like it looks like we just moved into this house, and we haven't. I just have this box of stuff because I don't know where to put it. <laughs> um. Anyway, so hopefully this doesn't sound too bad. I know that there might be some background noise because we do have people, people over at our house, which is not preferable, but it's just how it how it is right now, right? Normally we use these on the mics, which make the audio sound a little bit better because it deletes any. Um, like graininess, I guess, but background noise. Yeah. For right now, we can't use those because we're not using the stands. We're just holding the mics. Hopefully, there isn't too much background noise, but I know there's going to be. So hopefully, it's not too bad. And we're hoping to get better mics soon. So maybe that'll improve something. Hopefully. All right. So, oh wait, Vaughn, we need to talk about. So last wait, episode, what did we talk about. Our last episode, we talked about a dog. A d- a dog. And we were discussing Harry Potter dog names, and we have a little bit of an update on that. Vaughn, why don't you oh my tell everyone? Well, we adopted the dog, and her name is Luna. I'm not a fan of the name. I'm, I'm not a fan of the name either, but we didn't get a choice, did we? No, we did not. Sophie picked the name. You guys, what were... she owns the dog. <laughs> what did you want, Vaughn? Anything, but I don't know. Maybe just not Luna. Yeah. I I wanted um. Queenie would have been nice. Queenie, that would have been so cute. I actually, in French class on Friday, I was telling my friend about, like, the dog and the situation. And him and me were, like, coming up with, him and I were coming up with Harry, different Harry Potter dog names. And I found Percy. And I just think that's so cute. Like, Percy would be such a cute one. That's a girl. I know, but I'm not above giving a girl dog boy dog names. Because I prefer boy dog names. Certain boy dog names I prefer. Okay. Like, I think that if Ellie, if I had been, like, where I am now with Ellie, I probably would have named her, like, Doug or something. You guys probably just saw a lighting change. It appears the sun the has sun risen has the higher. <laughs> the sun has risen. Uh, it's out. Yeah. So, yeah. 
there that's the dog i will put a picture up of the dog in post so you guys probably if you're watching on video also if you're gonna watch on video it's on spotify not on youtube yet i don't know that i'm willing to brave youtube yet i don't know I'm where not, vaughn is I'm not, I'm because scared. i'm not i'm afraid for the comment section i don't i, I just won't read the comment section i mean i don't i probably wouldn't be able to help myself but youtube is just a territory i don't want to go into <laughs> At least for right now. So if you want to download Spotify to listen on or watch video, or if you already have Spotify, that's how you can do it. On other platforms, you're just going to have an, have an audio, but you're good. You don't have to change anything. All right, first sentence of the hearing chapter. So Harry gasped. He could not help himself. Harry realized that he was in the same room he had been in when he was inside of Dumbledore's pensive. Pensive? 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 Pensive. I think it's pensive where the Lestranges had been sentenced to life in Azkaban. He could see shadowy, uh, shadowy figures in the highest benches. One of them said that Harry was late and told him to sit down. Uh, Harry saw that the chair in the center of the room was covered in chains that he remembered would bind anyone who sat between them. So, Vaughn, do you think they changed the time of the hearing because they wanted Harry to be late? I'm sure they wanted Harry to be late. I'm sure it was fudge. Like, what? Because at this point, what do they have against Harry? They don't like what him and Dumbledore are saying. Fudge that doesn't Voldemort like it. is back. Yeah, Fudge doesn't like it. Okay. Because it's obviously going to cause issues for him. So, like, if he, let's just say Harry didn't show up for his trial, what would happen? No, I don't know. Maybe automatically guilty? Yeah, I guess so. I, don't, I wouldn't know. Yeah. I guess automatically guilty. Yeah. I wonder what would happen in real life if you didn't show up for your trial. And maybe we could go from there. But, yeah, I don't know. Harry saw. Wait, did I already say that? Did I already say the part of the the chair with the chains? Yeah, you did. Okay. He sat um in the chair, but the chains did not move. Harry looked up at the fifty or so wizards wearing plum colored robes with W's on them. He spotted Minister of Magic Cornelius Fudge in the center of the group. He asked Percy, who was sitting at the end of the row, if he was ready, and Percy said yes. And Percy didn't acknowledge Harry at all. Like he just kind of pretended like oh, he didn't know it's Harry. You. Because, like, Percy, I can defend Percy a lot, and I guess the issue here is, like, he doesn't want to show any recognition, because if he shows that he recognizes Harry, then it puts him into a bad situation with the Fudge. Of course. Because, obviously, Fudge is, like, his one and only. Percy still sucks. I I wouldn't agree with that. I like Percy a lot. He's, like, maybe my favorite Weasley. Bold statement, well, I know. Yeah, I know, bold. You can't do this. Maybe Fred and George, but like, Percy, who's your favorite Weasley? I don't think I've ever asked you. Fred. Fred? Fred. Like, specifically Fred, not Fred and George, it's just Fred. Fred. Okay, what if I pick George? How would that make you feel? I feel pretty good. They're both giving me equal representation. True, true. Um, Fudge said disciplinary hearing on the 12th of August and that Harry had committed offenses against the decree for the reasonable restriction of underage sorcery and the international statutes of secrecy. He listed the interrogators, including him and Dolores Umbridge. Because, uh, aren't we glad that she's finally here? Finally. The main antagonist of the Harry Potter series. The main antagonist. Forget Voldemort. I don't even know who that guy is. Who is that guy? Dolores Umbridge? You know that guy with the face? I hate that guy. I hate that guy. But Dolores Umbridge, like... You can hate her a lot more. I think she's... Wow. I think she's easier to hate than Voldemort. 
You know Voldemort? Like, he's over here just killing people. Dolores Umbridge. Yeah. Torturing children. You gotta pick one. You, I feel like Dolores Umbridge is worse. Especially because she's, like, torturing innocent children. So, yeah. A, a quiet voice interrupted um, Fudge and said that the witness for the defense is Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. Which I will never remember that full name. Who needs three middle names? A lot of three. I, I need three middle names, but I don't have three middle names, do I? But you want two more? Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Harry turned uh, around and saw Dumbledore standing in the hall looking up at Fudge. Fudge said that Dumbledore had gotten the message that the time and place had changed then. Dumbledore said he hadn't received any message of the change, but luckily he had decided to arrive three hours early, so no harm done. <laughs> he, he conjured himself a chair next to Harry and sat down. What do you think this whole deal is? Like, obviously Dumbledore didn't- What's this whole deal? Dumbledore obviously didn't get the message because Fudge doesn't want him there. Because he doesn't want Harry to win. Of course. He wants Harry to be guilty. But how how did Dumbledore know to be there three hours early? Like, who told him? Kingsley? Possibly? Maybe he's just- Maybe he he can just apparate. Like, he anticipated that, maybe? Maybe he has powers to apparate throughout the ministry. That's true. Yeah, but like, why? How would he have known if he had if he had? Maybe gotten... he was just prepared. What if he just came three hours before? Yeah, but like, there there was a room change. They changed where the room was too. Hmm. So I'm thinking, how would he have known? And I'm thinking the only way he could have known is if Kingsley or Arthur had somehow alerted him. Maybe before Arthur could have alerted him because Arthur found out. I'm just thinking, like, how? Because. The, I, I honestly have no idea. You know those, like, memos that are the paper airplanes? That, like... Maybe Dumbledore had caught wind of them changing the time in the courtroom? I guess, yeah, maybe that... Yeah, that could be it. Fudge read the charges against Harry. He asked Harry if he had, in fact, received an official warning from the Ministry for using illegal magic three years ago, which he's referring to when Dobby was at harry's the dursley's house and you know used magic to drop the the cake the pudding on that one woman's oh yeah head yeah yeah um, the tomb wait no the mayor's wife the, it wasn't the mayor though it wasn't the mayor oh it was his boss's wife yeah harry said yes and tried to defend himself but every time he did fudge would cut him off fudge asked if he had produced a patronus knowing that he was not allowed to use magic outside of school he was in an area full of muggles, while a muggle was actually right next to him. A witch to the left of Fudge questioned Harry about his Patronus, and a lot of people were impressed that Harry could even produce a full corporeal Patronus. Harry said that he could only produce one because, or that he, the only reason he did produce one was because of the Dementors. Fudge didn't believe him. He said that it was a very convenient cover story, especially because there were no witnesses. But like, how does the ministry not keep tabs on dementors? They do keep tabs on dementors. So I mean, how do they not know that there were dementors in Little Winging? 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 Maybe they, I think it's Winging. I don't really know. Maybe maybe they don't keep tabs on dementors. But you just said that you think they do. Well, maybe they don't now. I guess yeah, maybe not. It suggests otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Harry said loudly that the that he wasn't lying. And that there were two of them that went for him and his cousin Dudley. Fudge said enough. Dumbledore interrupted Fudge and said that they had another witness. Dumbledore said that she was just outside the door. 
Fudge sent Percy, who returned with Mrs. Fig. Dumbledore gave his seat and conjured, uh, gave her his seat and conjured another chair. Why is Dumbledore there? I just he's like he's acting as Harry's lawyer. But it says he's witness. He comes in. and He's like, oh, I'm witness for the defense. But he doesn't. He wasn't even there. He he's not a witness at did, all. Did he say he was? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I think he does. He says, yeah, he says he's witness for the defense. Some. He wasn't there. He's not a witness. I guess, yeah, he's just a lawyer or does something. Does the Wizarding World have lawyers? I'm not sure that it does, because this does not seem like a fair court case. It's just Harry in the center of a room, surrounded by people who are interrogating him. <laughs> and then, like, half the time, he can't even defend himself. Exactly, because they're not even letting him. It's just, it's just, it's like only in the court system if if the, it, it was only, uh, imagine the court system. But only the people pressing charges could talk. Right. Yeah. They asked her um, her full name, and she said, and oh, and they said that they had no record of another witch or wizard living in Little Winging other than Harry Potter. She explained that that was because she was a squib, so they wouldn't have her register. Fudge asked the wizard gamut if squibs could see dementors. Mrs. Fig said, "Yes, we can," which. Obviously, you they can't because of the way that, that she describes them, but she explained how she had gone to buy cat food when she ran into the two boys and Dementors, and Harry kind of notes that it sounds like she has rehearsed this story the whole time, so, because, like... So, Swoops, Squibs can't see Dementors? Well, she's saying they can, but the way she describes it... Well, I'll get to it in a second. So, they asked her to describe the Dementors, and she said that they were big and wearing cloaks. Harry had a sinking feeling because it was as though Fig had only ever seen a picture of a Dementor. Madame Bones asked if there was anything else that she wanted to say. And Miss Fig says that she felt the whole world go cold and couldn't feel any happiness. I think that kind of counters the fact that she can see the Dementors. No, I don't think she can see them, but I think she can feel it. Because you know how Dementors are basically like depression? Like, she can feel the Dementors. She can feel that feeling that the Dementors give of depression. But she can't see the Dementors. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, she then said that Dudley, uh, sorry, that Harry had cast a Patronus, uh, that chased away the one attacking Dudley. Wait, re- what would Dudley's Patronus be? Well, Patronus, Dudley is a muggle, so I don't but think But if he, he was a wizard, what would his Patronus be? I think a Basset Hound, because aren't, because they're supposed to be, like, kind of lazy. Okay, that would work. Um, but Vaughn, really quickly, I don't think, what was I gonna say? Wait, I totally... Oh wait, can um can muggles interact with thestrals or magical creatures in general? What is the muggle can they see magical creatures? They can see them, but they like just, Jacob. But, but I guess Jacob's they, a good example. But, but apparently I mean this is what the series says, like they see something and then they dismiss it as like, oh, it was probably just this. Yeah. Do you think if Jacob in Fantastic Beasts was, like, near Thestral that he could get on it? I'm sure he could get on it, but I doubt he would see it. I don't think so. Yeah. Because you probably can't see it if you're not wizarding. If you're not a wizard. <laughs> um, Fudge dismissed her from the courtroom. Dumbledore said that the Dementors were ordered there, and Fudge asked why the Ministry would order them there, and Dumbledore said that it must have been somebody from outside the Ministry. 
um, an executive Voldemort here. Because we think the Dementors are on the side of Voldemort? Yeah. Isn't that the main concern? He's it's like a, They were on Voldemort's side last time. Okay. But what can they even do? Oh, because they can suck. Okay. But so, so the main concerns right now for the Athene Order are like the Giants and the Dementors getting on the side of Voldemort, right? Yes. Okay. Um, Fudge denied it and, re- and said that they remained loyal to the Ministry. The witch to the right of Fudge was to speak, Mrs. Umbridge. Um, and she said no. that <laughs> she was saying that Dumbledore suggested that the Ministry ordered the attack. The attack. Um, Dumbledore said that he was confident the Ministry would investigate the matter of the Dementors outside of there. Why would the Ministry? Is he suggesting that the, he's not suggesting that the Ministry ordered the Dementors, right? No, or maybe Umbridge is saying it, Umbridge said that. It sounds like Dumbledore is suggesting that the Ministry ordered it. But they could have. They could have. Because if they wanted Harry expelled, they could have. Or they could have had Harry killed. So I guess it could have been Voldemort, could have been the Ministry. Could have been a lot of different people. There's options here. Do Uh, we ever find out is the real question? Because I don't remember. I think. Wait. It was probably Voldemort that contacted them, so. Yeah, probably. Um, Fudge said that he doubted that Dementors were present. Dumbledore said that he could bring Miss Fig back in, and Fudge added about how Harry performed a levitation charm second year. Yeah. He's, Harry said that it was a house elf, and Dumbledore said he could bring the house elf there as a witness. Imagine Dobby in a, in a court. He's just sitting there like, <laughs> uh, Harry Potter did nothing. I did everything. I swear. <laughs> everything. Harry's never I cast the Patronus. Harry has never. <laughs> I cast the Patronus. I. I actually am Harry Potter. I I am Harry Potter. I'm not that guy's like Harry Potter's never done anything in his entire life. All this bad stuff that was just me in disguise. I saved Ginny in the Chamber of Secrets. I did all of that. <laughs> um, Fudge refused and brought up Harry blowing up his aunt and what he does at Hogwarts. Dumbledore said that Fudge didn't press charges against Harry for blowing up his aunt, and Fudge didn't have any authority um on what happened in Hogwarts. Foreshadowing. Miss Bones asked. Wait! Oh my gosh, it is foreshadowing. Yeah. Miss Bones asked for a raise of hands uh, of those who wanted Harry cleared of all charges, and the majority raised their hands. So That's Harry good. We're good. We're good. And without looking at once at Harry, he swept from the dungeon and discovered Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Okay, so we don't have any movies for today. I actually did look. I'm not. I wasn't just lazy. I looked. There just actually are no movies for today. But so we're gonna move on to our analysis, which I'm excited for. Cleared of all charges. Professor. Welcome back to our analysis. So for our Hogsmeade Journal, I actually have some exciting news. So, I mean, Vaughn, have you read the Hogsmeade Journal yet? No. This? Okay, this is a complete surprise, too. So Tom Felton announced that he's going to be releasing a memoir about his time working on the Harry Potter films and kind of like his life after that, like readjusting to average life. And the book is called Beyond the Wand, The Magic and Mayhem of Growing Up a Wizard. Oh, even the title's corny. I know, I'm so excited. This is going to be so good. So the book is going to be released on October 18th, 2022. It is now available for pre-order wherever you get your books, um, at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. I'm pretty sure it's only available for hardcover right now. So, and the official, um, the cover right now is not that good. 
but there are it's not the official cover so we're waiting on the official cover but i'm actually really excited i love reading biographies autobiographies you audiobook is free wait really but you have to have an audible that's deceiving but yeah i don't really like audiobooks so it's fine for me at least um i'm very excited though because I don't know. I think it's going to be very interesting, even though I'm not like, oh, I'm not like a Tom Felton stan or whatever. I'm not like a Draco fanatic, but I would read I would read this book if it was from like any member of the Harry Potter cast. I think it's going to be great. I'm so excited. You, you, no, you don't think you'll read it? I don't think I'm going to read it. Well, I really want. Like I said, I really like biographies and autobiographies, so it's kind of right up my alley. And it's Harry Potter. So I'm going to read a little bit of the description of the book. Tom Felton's, adoles- ad- Tom Felton's adolescence was anything but ordinary. His early rise to fame in beloved films like The Borrowers catapulted him into the limelight, but nothing could prepare him for what was to come after he landed the iconic role of of the of the Draco of the Draco Malfoy. Of the Draco Malfoy, the bleached blonde villain of the Harry Potter movies. The next ten years, he was at the center of a huge pop culture phenomenon, and yet in between filming. He would go back to being a normal teenager trying to fit into a normal school. And this is a little quote from the book. It says, At lunchtime, we would congregate in the canteen, which was always a fun moment. There was no separation of roles. An electrician would be queuing for his lunch next to a witch and a goblin, then a cameraman, a carpenter, and Hagrid. I'm so excited. Oh, there's also, oh my gosh, wait. Okay, and then it says customers who viewed this item also viewed madly deeply the diaries of Alan Rickman. That sounds interesting. Wait, so they stole his that. diary and, so, and they're selling it? You know what? Why don't we look since we're here? It says, um, I guess, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, I guess it is his diary. They just stole it and published it. Wow. I don't know. Okay, for our analysis today, this is something Vaughn came up with, and I think mm-hmm. it was it was very fun. It's called Making Wizarding Schools. I don't know what I'm going to call the actual episode, but that's what we're doing. We're making our own wizarding school. I was not able to come up with a name for mine, but I came up with like a whole system for my wizarding school, and I know Vaughn did too, and I think it's very cool. And I watched Stranger Things season four episode one while i did it so that just made it you know all the better and apparently it was meh it was yeah it was mid like it was just kind of if you're like if yeah i don't know it's worth watch though it's a worth a watch oh also real quickly i know this isn't harry potter related but like it's kind of harry potter related because it's harry styles so harry styles released his new album not this last Friday, but the Friday before that. And if you guys haven't listened to it, like, go listen to it, like, right now. Like, as soon as you finish this episode, go listen to it. It's so good. No. So, so good. If anyone likes Harry Styles that's listening right now, email us. How about don't listen to Harry Styles? Just a suggestion. Okay. Well, you don't have to, Vaughn, but I'm going I to. Yeah, but the viewers don't have to either. But you should, though. Yeah, you should. All right. So, do you want to start with your school? Um, how about we start with yours? Okay, so acceptance. Well, actually, let's talk about location. So I made my wizarding school in Venice, Italy. Now, I was going to make it in France, but then I realized Bo Batten's is already in France. So Dis- Disrespectful. Disrespectful. I don't want to steal Bo Batten's, like, glory. So I'm making mine in Venice, Italy, because Italy's cool. Why not? 
you know? They deserve a school too. So this school is going to be highly selective and it's going to be a private wizarding school. So you have to apply to get in and you can't, you have to be like really skilled if you want to get in. So the school goes from fourth to seventh year, similar to how like Hogwarts does one to seven. This one does, does four to seven. So you apply, so students from other schools around the world would apply during their third year at their given wizarding school and only the most skilled at magic are accepted to attend. And if selected, a Patronus-like vision of Theris, Tyrus, how do you, how should we say this? Wait, let me see. Theris. Tyrus. Tyrus? Okay. The, a Patronus-like version of Tyrus, the dragon of Tyrna, Tyrna, Where are you, where is this from? Is this from, <laughs> what is this from? Is this uh, what you just created? I will explain in a second. I'll explain in a second. The dragon of Turna, Turney, 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 will appear to the student. The voice of the current headmaster will speak from Tyrus and tell the student what supplies they will need and when the first day of school is. So, Tyrus. Yes. So Tyrus is a. It's like a Italian folklore legend. Should we go into that a little bit more? Hold on. Let me look. Let me pull Tyrus up. Yeah. So, let's look. Hotel Fonte Cecilia. Hotel Font Cecilia, yeah. I don't know what that it's is. It's an interesting website. It's a, uh, yeah, it's kind of sketch, but it's fine. Okay, the legend of the dragon of Terni. This legend is set in the very distant past and tells the story of a dragon who lived in the area of Terni and terrified the local population. In fact, anyone leaving their house was at risk of encountering the terrible creature, which would attack and kill anyone in its path. Its pestilent breath was especially dangerous, as its terrible stench could suffocate and kill. Essentially, this monster was the bane that needed to be eliminated. The city's council of elders therefore decided to recruit a few men who had the reputation for being particularly brave and valiant and asked them to kill the beast. But each one of these men found reasons or excuses not to show up. It seemed that there was no hope until one day a young knight of the Citadini family showed up. This boy offered to face the dragon, determined to free the city of this terrible menace. Confident, he started covering the area around the walls of Tyrni, searching for his formidable rival. Legend has it, he found the dragon asleep and decided to take this chance to strike. But just as he was about to kill it, the dragon woke up. <gasps> as he charged towards the young man, however, something unexpected happened. A ray of light shone on the knight's armor, blinding the dragon. The boy didn't hesitate and slayed the beast. Finally, Tyrni was free, and the inhabitants held a long celebration for the young knight. There you go. That is who... So I guess, like, technically... Wait, Tyrus, so who's Tyrus? The dragon. So I guess, like, technically, T Tyrus is, like, kind of a bad thing. Like, you don't want Tyrus around because he was killed. But in my school, Tyrus is our mascot. And he's going to come in a Patronus form and deliver the acceptance. I don't know if I actually want to do an actual Patronus, but something like a Patronus form. Like a familiar? Yeah. I don't know anything about familiars. Explain familiars. So familiars are essentially things that you can just conjure on will. Like animals or like small companions that can help you do tasks. Or just help. True. Transportation. So the real Tyrus... 
Tyrus, because in my wizarding school reality, at least Tyrus is not dead. He's alive. <laughs> he is very, he's alive and well. Okay. Um, the real Tyrus will fly to the student's house, and they will fly to school on Tyrus's back. It's like a school bus. It's yeah. a magic school bus. And I'm, I'm, there will be some sort of thing on the back of Tyrus <laughs> so that multiple students can sit on it. Like, we'll add some, like, we will, like, install a house onto the back. Or a tent. Optimal transportation. <laughs> yes. Or a tent or something. And then people can sit in the tent. Okay. And meet each other while they fly to school. Houses slash sorting. So, at my school, there are three houses. And the houses are based on the field of study that the given student wants to go into after they graduate from the school. So, this is very similar to a college but it's in the wizarding world, basically. So one is going to be science, two is going to be English and history. I'm just going to combine those because they're very similar. And then three is going to be math. So students take a test upon arrival and are placed into the house of the skill that they are most proficient in. And you'll notice that there is no house. I was going to do like a fourth house and I was going to do like art, but like that's, I, I put you have to be the most skilled in magic. So that makes no sense. So essentially, if you're placed in the science, I probably should have named these differently. So if you're placed in the science house, it's actually going to be like the alchemy house. And two, English and history, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. It's like English and history of the wizarding world. And three is going to be math, which is something like, um, what is that class that Hermione takes? Arithmetic. Runes. Arithmetic. Yeah. Arithmetic, ancient runes, wizarding world math types, you know. Okay. What were you gonna say, Sammy? Oh, your your classes are looking kind of barren. No, I I have more. Oh wait, that's two. Uh, we'll one come up class, with some together. The only class that Daisy teaches at her school is magical cooking. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So it's much for good. math, English, history, and science. <laughs> you can help me come up with a few. Okay, so for science, obviously that's alchemy. Wait, no, al- yeah, alchemy. Potions, um, what else? Care of magical creatures, because that's kind of like biology. Um, Defense against the dark arts for certain things. Like, you could learn about magical creatures that you would need to defend yourself from, because that's also like biology. And then for English and history, the classes will be... I I think transfiguration would fall into... What what would transfiguration fall into? Probably science. I think a lot of things would fall into science. So English and history is just going to be basic English classes, but you're going to be reading Wizarding World texts. Poetry. Um, as well as for history, you'll be learning Wizarding World history, like obviously stuff that has to do with Grindelwald, that has to do with Voldemort, um, and then anything else that you would find that's history related in the Wizarding World. And then for math, obvious, uh, we already talked about it. What is it? Arithmetic. and what's the other one? Ancient runes. runes. Ancient runes, yeah. Um, yeah, so those are my classes. My activities, so these activities are going to be stuff similar to Hogsmeade trips, just like fun things. So the trips are going to be, their trips are going to vary depending on the student's house. So for science, the, they're going to um, include things. My only idea for right now is boat rides down the river in Venice, where students are taught to recognize different aquatic magical creatures that live in Italy. So I thought that would be something interesting to do. Do you have any other ideas that we could do for science? Yeah? No? No. Okay. Yes, no, maybe so. 
for English and history, we'll do trips to historic wizarding sites. Like, we can go to... I'm saying we, but I, I'm just going to keep saying we. I haven't we can had go to like on your topic days. Or, I've, I've had my own school to worry about. True. We can go to, like, Durmstrang, and we'll learn more about, like, Grindelwald there. We can go to Hogwarts. We'll learn more more about Voldemort there. We can go to where, like, Harry, child, Harry's child. We'll go to Godric's Hollow on a trip. We'll learn about that. You know, we'll get Harry in as a guest speaker. Um, and then for math, we'll do trips to other schools to hear lectures from mathematicians about things like ancient runes. And, yeah. And then for uniforms, we're just going to do standard black robes with symbols representing the different houses. So the symbols will be on the back in big. They'll be big symbols. So we'll do a potion beaker for science, a book for English and history, and is um, I'm thinking of, like, a pie symbol for math, but if we can Wizarding Worldify that somehow. Wizarding world of, world of, Worldify. Wizarding Worldify. Yeah. That's an interesting. So, maybe put, like, an ancient rune as the symbol for math. I don't know. My turn. Yay. Um, acceptance. As a six-year-old, a magical child. Oh, six years old. Wow. Okay. okay I just want to say something um, before we go on. My school is is designed to take students at a young age and train them into highly capable um, and very strong magical prowess students. It's okay. not necessarily, it's, it's like we're gonna take a new student and transform him into something amazing. Right, got it. It's so, so it's kind of different. It's, That's it's the similar, goal. but different than your school. Okay. Um, as a six-year-old, a magical child is put into a room where they are made to believe that they are taking a test to be accepted to the school. Throughout the test and before the test, they are given multiple opportunities to cheat. They are, uh, like, throughout, um, before the test, like, they'll be in, like, a room with the other participants. And they'll have, like, one participant pretending to be a child. This and room, then, And then no, they'll be, I like, think, do you want some Are you, answers? like, describing the mysterious Benedict no, Society right now? No. Did that come to mind, or am I just bringing that up now? You're just bringing that up now. Okay, well, mysterious Benedict but Society, they it's do not, that's very not similar to this. That's not it. That's not it. Um, and, like, there's gonna be portraits on the walls, like, being like, Psh, do you want some of the answers? Okay, got it. Um, uh, the test, but the test isn't a complete sham. The, t- the test means something, too. The test is designed to measure a, wizard, a wizard's ambition. Well, how do you measure someone's ambition with the test? The test. Like, what, like, how far do you want to go? It, just simple questions like that. Okay. Um, the two requirements to enter, to enter the school are to pass the test. Uh, have high admission and not cheat. Location: The school is located in British-occupied Antarctica. <laughs> what? Wasn't it? Didn't it used to say Canada? Did you change it? You were looking at that. How, how dare you? <laughs> you looked at mine. So, but I, that's kind of funny. Can't. Oh, Canada. Um. Oh, Canada. A magical. Do- okay. A magical dome is used around the school to provide heat. Um. What? That's so funny. Huh? <laughs> I'm huh? just trying to imagine this. Like they're showing up, so it's just like giant snow globe. No, you can. That'd be pretty funny, but um, the loca- um, the already freezing and treacherous landscape is enough to deter muggles. The location is highly secretive and only known to a select few staff. So what happens is it's similar to that one in Russia. Um. Which one in Russia? Okay, it's, I forgot what it's called, but um, so when you're going in. Uh, when you're about to arrive to the to Antarctica, <laughs> okay, to the snow globe. Yeah, they um they blind uh they they use a sort of magical darkness 
on the ship. Okay. That's extremely difficult to counter. So you just they they, are, they put a magical darkness on the ship, so you can't see until like the very moment when you arrive. So you don't know the exact location. Uh, transportation. Uh, students take massive wooden boats to the school. These boats are propelled and steered by magical creatures called water weirds. Are those real? I don't know if they're real. I don't know if they're real in the Wizarding World, but they're for sure real in some other places. Like, like what is it though? What's a water weird? A water weird is a, v- a being sort of. It's sort of like a spirit that has a form made of water. Got so got yeah. you. Okay. Um. House, houses and sorting. Students are sorted into five houses at random. I know. It's a bit controversial. Random. Got it. At random. Each house has about the same amount of older students uh, as each other and younger students as each other. Um, the houses are highly competitive as well. And this system sparks the older students to teach the other, younger students like a lot more th- to help them do better in competitions. Right. And it just helps... The students are over- improve overall. Okay. Um. Oh, and I forgot to say. Uh, the school runs. Uh, like you, you're at the school. Runs on Duncan. Do they run on Duncan? Do they? <laughs> the school is about twelve. You have twelve years in that school. Okay. They don't run on Duncan. Wait, Got it. Go down. Go down. It's like the American education system. Twelve years. Okay. Um. Classes dueling. That's the main one. Potions, charms, jinxes, and charismatical creatures. These are all centered around just fighting and like preparing students. Got it. That's sort of because they're gonna. We're training fighters. We're, here we're in training or like we produce some of the best ores. In the world. Oh, got it. We produce Mad Eye Moody. Got it. Not canon, but something I would like to put out there. Okay, so like Mad Eye Moody went to your school. We'd, but we'd also we also produce uh, Kingsley. Uh, yeah, yes, definitely. Um, activities. Um, most trips involve taking the entire school to places where houses may compete against each other. Many include trips to Quidditch stadiums, dueling arenas, other schools, which where, where, <laughs> they, go, where they go to assert dominance um, <laughs> over other schools in terms of dueling capability. I like it was just, just like just completely we're just, wrecking we're just the other go students. On another trip, we're gonna go on a trip to another school to assert <laughs> our just, dominance. To just show so. how garbage they are at dueling. Um, uh, and deserted battlefields to learn about how to do effectively and improve on past mistakes. That would be cool, yeah. Um, the school has participated in the tribes tournament multiple times in one nearly every one. That they participated but, in it, okay. But the school was eventually banned due to the amount of times that students illegally jinxed competitors. Okay, so you're training also criminals. No, yes, no, 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 criminals no, 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 well. no, 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 no. Some of our, some of our students just aren't the best. Aren't the best. Okay. They were kicked out, of course. Um, okay, of course, yeah. You're um, gone. Uh, the school... Uh, wait. Um, the school been? has a yearly house versus house duel. It takes the entire school to an old battleground where each house essentially acts as an army. The five houses, quote-unquote, war against each other until one house alone stands. Only non-fatal spells are allowed, and referees remove some players from the field and enforce rules. It sounds like the Hunger Games, but in Harry uh, but No, no, no. This like, is not at all the Hunger Games. You are, first of all, you're not forced to participate. Second of all, it's not fail. Third of all, You know what? No, yes. I think it should be like the Hunger Games what? in Harry Potter. Like, no. students are randomly selected from the houses to see if they're actually good. To murder each other? Yes. Not murder, just like dual spells. No. Dual. Um, uniforms. Each house has a, has a different colored uniform. 
Each student wears solid-colored robes based on their house. The house symbol is different each year, and your house changes your symbol. So one year for uh, I haven't named the houses yet, but you know, there's one called Polar Bear. No, there's one called one can have a sea polar, lion. One can have a polar bear symbol. Sometimes the symbols are animals. Sometimes they're just different kinds of sometimes symbols. Wands, okay. Sometimes they're spells. So sometimes like, they're magical items. So like people suggest their ideas for the house, and then people vote or something like that. Yeah, and sometimes the house collectively decides to be dumb and creates their symbol as like a joke. But you can do what you want because you, you can have, like, do what you, you want. You create license, but sometimes they aren't completely serious with it, and they make like a weird one. Makes sense. Yes. So, do you have? Is there anything else we can talk about relating to our school? Do you have a name for your school? Because I don't have a name for mine. I, I don't have a name for my school. It's I was not a- able to come up with one. Antarcticus. Antarcticus. Yes, Antarcticus. That sounds like the found. That's yeah, that's the founder of the school. He actually <laughs> found Antarctica. <laughs> Okay, got it. He um and he, so he named it after himself, Antarcticus. He's in, so he okay. named it Antarctica. What should my school be named? You know, like Mussolini. You know that guy. <laughs> what like, about why Mussolini? <laughs> that feels evil because Mussolini was a bad guy. Of course, he was a like bad he was guy. bad, so but yeah, but like I feel like there's something we could um, do along those lines. Um, <laughs> magical Mussolini. Mussolini. <laughs> magical Mussolini. M and M. That could be good. This feels evil though, because like Mussolini <laughs> was a fascist dictator. Maybe he had he had maybe he had a wizarding brother. Mm, oh my gosh! Yes, yes. So we're, when I say Mussolini, I'm not referring to Benito. We're not, we're not I'm referring, referring to, to his his we're long lost his magical wa- brother. We're referring to his cousin. His cousin, um, Theodore Mussolini. Theodore. Theodore Mussolini. Theodore Mussolini. Yeah. Or uh, Franco. Franco Mussolini. Okay. And uh, the school is actually called Mussolini, Magical Mussolini, M&M. Okay, we're going to stick with Magical Mussolini. M&M. All right, so Magical Mussolini, M&M. Antarcticus. Yes. And, yeah, so those are the names of our schools. Mine is in Italy, Rob's is in Antarctica. Very fun. So here are the categories in case you want to go along and, like, make your own wizarding school and, like, email us what the school is That'd be really cool. so the cool. categories that we have are acceptance location transportation like how you're going to get to the school houses and sorting classes activities similar to hogsmeade trips and uniforms so if you want to make your own school email us what you come up with and those are the categories for the school so Vaughn, that was very good. I liked our ideas. I think that we did a good job. It was a pretty good episode, not going to lie. Yeah. And, and we, we stretched it out to 39 minutes, if I had did my math correctly. 40. 40 minutes. Perfect. Right the right where the mark... Right the... That's right. the mark I want to hit. There we go. Um, but yeah, so I am going to... Oh, wait, I didn't do my math correctly. 42 minutes. 42 minutes. That's good. So yeah, hopefully this episode was good, and hopefully the... Oh gosh, the video quality. I looked at the first half of the episode. The video quality was really bad. It was. But I might still upload it as it, a video. It looks better when we're just looking right here. I know. Why is it on Zencaster? I don't know. So I might just, I might still upload the video, but that might be like a one time thing for a little while until we can start, get, like, get a good video camera to start using to do it. I don't know. I don't know. But hopefully, yeah. So I have a, we have a lot of ep- ideas for like upcoming analysis episodes. So I'm really excited because like we did. I liked today's analysis episode, and so hopefully we can like 
you know, keep making, like, analysis episodes that we want to make. Yeah. And that are fun to make for us. And that are interesting to listen to for you. Because I know that we can tend to, like, get into, like, we get into, like, a rhythm where we're constantly doing analysis that just aren't that fun. And then, you know, Bond came up with this idea, like, what, last Sunday? And then we just did it. And I liked it. So hopefully you guys did, too. So, yeah, you can email us at InsideHogwartsPod at gmail.com. Let us know all of your thoughts on today's episode and make a house or make a make a wizarding school. Like, tell us all about your wizarding school. Um, you can leave us a quick review and rating on Apple Podcasts. It would help us out so much because it would help people find our podcast. You can check. I'm like, oh, gosh, I'm hesitating. You can check out our website. I guess you can. It hasn't been updated in a while, but it's called InsideHogwarts.com. I'm I'm going to update it soon. Just I haven't gotten to it yet. Ad-free episodes. Just putting that out there. They're, I mean, they're ad-free no matter what. But, but yeah. But they're, 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 gonna be ad, they're not going to be ad-free on Spotify. Yeah. There's no ads on Spotify for podcasts. You're lying to me. I, I use Spotify for podcasts all the time. There's no ads. You're lying to me. I'm not lying. Unless it's Conan O'Brien because he adds his own ads in the middle of the freaking episode. A lot of people do minerals. It's so annoying. We used to have mid-rolls. You know. I know, but, like, Conan, his mid-rolls go on for, like, ten minutes, and he does, like, three mid-rolls. So, there you go. Just gonna name drop Conan right now. But Disgusting. Should, honestly, you guys should listen to Conan O'Brien. He's that, that podcast, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, good podcast. But, yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you guys next episode with another episode. Next week with another episode. And yeah, we'll see you then. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check back every Tuesday for another episode of Inside Hogwarts.